What's going on, guys? Anthony here. So it's been a while. Um, I lost my phone. The Ravens uh, are winning, which is amazing. So I've been drinking probably a little bit more than I uh, intended to. I also had some car issues, so that wasn't uh, the most the the best experience that I probably could have imagined. So a lot of things have been happening. So I am very sorry for the week or so absence, but I'm back and I'm ready to provide some content. And I actually have a lot of fresh ideas. Um, you know, spending about a week or so away from technology, away from research, away from work overall. Um, actually, it's refreshing, right? The brain at times needs that break. So it feels good. Something I want to talk about today is the psychology of leaders, but I want to give I want to give it from the point of view of the leader for employees. Um, I know this is a little bit different, but I'm thinking the way that I'm going to position this content will will give value to both sides of the spectrum. It will give value to an employee and it will also give value to a leader. Um I think we need to have more thoughtful conversations around the psychology of leaders and why they don't want to change and why cultures are not the way that they should be and why their leadership skills and practices are not where they need to be and why certain systems that are put in place to impact an employee's emotional center and be empathetic and be supportive are not in place it all stems from the psychology of the leader and, and, and their brain. And so let me get into the nuances here. What we need to understand about neuroscience, and I've talked about this a, a few different times on this podcast, is our brains are designed to protect us from our feelings being hurt, feeling uncomfortable, feeling scared, confusion, um, uncertainty. The brain does not appreciate these variables. The brain appreciates happiness. The brain appreciates pleasure. The brain appreciates excitement. The brain appreciates good feelings. You know, the brain appreciates good moments. And so if you're an employee right now, you're wondering and you're scratching your head of why your leader cannot understand how to put benefits benefits and bonus structures in place that are really going to get you up in the morning, really going to get you excited, or you can't understand why your leader at a very simple level cannot stop being a jerk, or if you can't understand why the culture that, that you're living in and you're working in on a day-to-day basis is not organized and based in empathy and care and compassion and strategy that really will bring the best out of you guys. If you're wondering and you're scratching your head why it's not this way, it's probably because if your leader were to start to change their overall perspectives, change the way that they move, change the way that they work, change the way that they lead, it would actually make their brains hurt a bit. They would actually be a little bit uncomfortable. They would actually be a little bit fearful of the unknown. And that's natural. Now, I'm not saying that this is an excuse. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is Um, something that we should look past. But what I am saying is there is an answer to these variables. You know, if we're taking a 55-year-old leader, 45-year-old leader, shit, a 30-year-old leader that had leaders before them drive these core disciplines of being a fear-based leader, not having empathy, work comes first, emotions are not even on the spectrum of, of what I'm supposed to be doing as a leader, and their design of their organization and their leadership tactics are based off of these core variables and principles, 
these core principles and variables are being pushed and drove and, and driven into the subconscious over 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, how can you expect them to just all of a sudden change? Or how can you expect to work inside of a business and work inside of an organization that is built on these fundamentals of care and compassion and empathy and strategizing around your employees' wants and their emotional center? You can't expect these things to be the case. You can't expect these things to be the reality. And so I, I just wanted to kind of share this content and share this perspective because I was actually having an incredibly thoughtful conversation around this with um, a few leaders at this internship that I'm taking part in. And they actually are um, in their graduate program around like behavioral psychology and understanding the brain and a lot of different variables. And they were giving me some insights that I thought was pretty interesting, which then sparked the conversation around this. You know, it's in the best interest of that leader to sustain the leadership style because it's going to be it's going to hurt. I, I compare it to working out. It's in your best interest to not go to the gym. If, if pain and discomfort and change is not okay for you, right? It's not okay for your brain, which it isn't. It's in your best interest to continue to eat the things that you're eating and not work out. It's in your best interest if your brain does not appreciate pain, which it doesn't. If your brain does not appreciate discomfort, which it doesn't. And so I think like anything in life, whether it's getting over a drug getting over a breakup, getting prepared to break up with someone, or in this case, preparing to change. I think acknowledging these variables are 100% key. And I think this content is the first step to that process. So employees out there understand at a very simple level why your leaders are conducting themselves and, 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 and executing their leadership styles in the, in the manner that they are. Understand that. And then leaders out there Use this as the first building blocks of admitting your your flaws, admitting your shortcomings, admitting where some of your your lazy leadership tactics are coming from. And then now we can then move into the next steps of changing the brain, changing your practices, changing your behavior, which is acknowledging, then moving into figuring out which ones are leading you know, are leading causes to negativity and negative things occurring inside of your organization and your culture, which can be connected to profit, which can be connected to productivity, which I'm sure as a leader, that's what you want. And so I just wanted to create this content because this is going to be the, the first building block of change. And I think we need to start acknowledging why these leaders are not changing, why these leaders are acting the way that they're acting and why these leaders are designed the way that they are designed. So hopefully this was able to uh, I was able to help you guys out today, able to shed some light on the psychology of it, the neuroscience of it and just understand. Right. Because that's all I want. I just want you guys to understand first and foremost what is happening and why people are the way that they are, because if you don't understand that, you can then not put anything in place to change. I appreciate your guys time as always. Thank you. And have a beautiful day.